Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. The Book of Rinzai, Chapter 23. Someone asked, what about the five heinous crimes? The master replied, to kill your father, to slay your mother, to shed the blood of the Buddha, to destroy the harmony of the Sangha, and to burn the sutras and the Buddha's image. These are the five heinous crimes. The monk asked, what do you mean by father? And the master replied, avidya, ignorance is the father. Your one intense thought, searching in vain for its own source, like a sound resounding in emptiness, realizing there is nothing further to seek. This is called killing the father. The monk asked, what do you mean by mother? The master replied, greed is the mother. Your one intense thought, entering the world of desire, searching with greed and realizing that all dharmas are empty forms, thus relinquishing all attachments. This is called slaying the mother. The monk asked, what do you mean by shedding the blood of the Buddha? The master replied, in the midst of pure Dharma Dhatu, when you are unable to rouse a single thought and are in utter darkness wherever you go, this is called shedding the blood of the Buddha. The monk asked, what do you mean by destroying the harmony of the Sangha? The master replied, when your single thought realizes that your delusions are after all empty and you rely upon nothing, this is called destroying the harmony of the Sangha. The monk asked, what do you mean by burning the sutras and the Buddha's image? The master replied, when you realize that causation is empty, mind is empty, phenomena are empty. When your single thought is set to cut off transcendent and you have nothing further to do, this is called burning the sutras and the Buddha's image. Virtuous monks, if you attain such insight you will be free from the hindrances of such terms as secular and sacred. In a single thought seeing an empty fist or a pointing finger, you mistake it for reality. You fabricate illusions within the six senses fields and belittle yourself saying, I am a bumpkin while he is a sage. Blind idiots. What are you rushing around for, yapping like a wild jackal, 
when you are a lion. Resolute students, you don't exhale resolutely. Constantly seeking something outside, you don't believe what you already are. You quote worn out sayings from ancient worthies. You lean on yin and cling to yang, unable to achieve anything by yourself. On meeting circumstances, you cling to them. On meeting dust, you are attached to it. You have no standard of judgment as you are saturated with doubts. Followers of the way don't accept this mountain monk's teaching. Why? My statements have no foundation. They are like pictures temporarily drawn on the empty sky. They are like painted figures. Followers of the way. Don't consider Buddha to be the ultimate truth. In my view, it is like a shithole. Bodhisattvas and arhats are chains to bind people. Therefore, Manjushri tried to kill Gautama with his sword. Angulimala attempted to slay Shakyamuni. Followers of the way, there is no Buddha to attain. Even the doctrines of the three vehicles, the five natures and the perfect instant enlightenment, all these are nothing but medicine to cure temporary diseases. There is no true Dharma. Even if there were, it would be nothing but a semblance, public documents, proclamations, as well as well-organized letters and statements. Followers of the way, some bald heads are digging inwardly to seek transcendental truth. That's wrong. If you seek Buddha, you'll lose Buddha. If you seek the way, you will lose the way. If you seek the patriarch, you will lose the patriarch. Virtuous monks, make no mistake. I don't care whether you understand the sutras and their commentaries. I'm not interested in whether you are a king or a minister of the government. I don't care whether you can speak as fluently as a running river. I don't care if you're clever and wise. I only want you to have genuine insight. Followers of the way, even if you have clear understanding of 100 sutras and their commentaries, you cannot beat a common monk who has no artificial concerns. If you do master them, then you consider others with contempt, become an asura caught in gain and loss, dwell in egotistical ignorance and create hell karma. Good afternoon. Happy D-Day. It's June 6th. 77 years ago, 
was a very important date in history. And like every other important date in history, it was completely different depending on who and where and what circumstances you lived in. For the French people, it was a day of celebration. It was a day of rejoicing because it meant the beginning of the end of their nightmare of occupation. For the American people, for the British, for the Canadians and the free French who fought on that day, it was a glorious and terrible day with so many deaths, so many families who would never see their sons again. And yet it was also the day that was the beginning of the end. For the Germans, of course, it had a completely different connotation. It was the beginning of the crumbling of the Nazi Reich, which for some Germans was a terrible thing. For some other Germans, it was a wonderful thing. For the Jews of Europe, many of whom were in concentration camps, it was both a day for optimism and a day of terror. Although at the time, none of them knew it because they had no news from the outside world. For the Russians, it was a day of relief because finally another front had opened in the war and they could hope for the reconquest of their own territory as the German forces were divided. And for the Japanese, it was a sad day because it spelled the beginning of the end for their ally, Nazi Germany. The same event and such different interpretations, such different experience all depending on one's circumstances and the particular delusions that one was prey to. We can't really escape the delusions of our society. 
our country. Shinge Roshi mentioned yesterday Genpo Roshi and Soen Roshi working in Manchuria in 1937. And they were doing what they felt was the right thing at that time in establishing a temple in Manchuria. Manchuria being part of China, which had been occupied by the Japanese army and which was being systematically looted by the Japanese government. We can't escape these delusions that are imposed upon the structures of our lives. We play our part in them and our lives are intimately affected by them. We have no choice in the matter. but it's important to understand that they are delusions. And much of the text from the Book of Rinzai today deals with such delusions and the other delusions that manifest in our lives, shape our lives, shape our very experience moment to moment. If you heard my last Dharma talk, you know that the text that I read from last time was chapter 22 of the Book of Rinzai. And it discusses a famous story concerning Daitsu Chisho Buddha, who sat for 10 kalpas and could not accomplish the Buddha's way. And that chapter ends with the paragraph. Neither mundanely nor transcendentally is there any Buddha or Dharma. They neither appear nor disappear. Even if such things existed, they would only be names and phrases. They're like toys for children and prescriptions for medicine. They're nothing but beautiful phrases. But beautiful phrases are not thus inherently. It is the vivid and radiantly shining one in you, appreciating, perceiving, hearing, and knowing who assigns all these names. Virtuous monks commit the five heinous crimes. Only then can you attain emancipation without fail? 
So the five heinous crimes to a Buddhist of Rinzai's day, the five heinous crimes would be well known. It would be like saying the cardinal sins if you were talking to a Catholic. They are the crimes which are thought to result in immediate damnation to hell, the hell of incessant suffering. And to say, commit all the five heinous crimes, it's your only path to salvation is a very provocative statement. It's another example of Rinzai grabbing his listeners and shaking them, shaking all of their assumptions and all of their comfortable notions. He's saying it knowing that it will shock his listeners. And so when a monk asks him, what about the five heinous crimes? Rinzai lists them. To kill your father, to slay your mother, to shed the blood of the Buddha, to destroy the harmony of the Sangha, and to burn the sutras and the Buddha's image. These are the five heinous crimes. And they sound pretty bad. They sound like things you shouldn't do. So the monk, appropriately confused, asks Rinzai what he means by father. And Rinzai says, Avidya, ignorance is the father. Avidya, ignorance. Ignorance in Buddhist terms has a number of meanings. When in the Song of Zazen, Akuin says, the reason why we transmigrate through the six worlds is that we are lost in the darkness of ignorance. That's what he's talking about, Avidya. In the simplest sense, it means ignorance of the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path, the steps that Buddha elaborated for freeing ourselves from the wheel of samsara and the cycle of death and birth.
in Buddhist terminology, our birth is the result of ignorance. And each subsequent rebirth, the result of ignorance. And so it can be said that ignorance is the father because ignorance is what causes you to be born. To give you a little more context for this, the 12 link chain of dependent origination and I certainly am not going to go into all 12 links. Rinzai is always telling us, you know, he doesn't care how many sutras we read and how erudite we are. But it does help in terms of context to know what Rinzai is talking about when he says that ignorance is the father and greed is the mother. He's not just taking these ideas out of thin air. Although he's being provocative and challenging people's ideas and comfortable notions, what he's saying is fundamentally rooted in Buddhist doctrine. To give you a sort of short summary of this uh, 12-link chain of dependent origination, I'm going to read some paragraphs from Joseph Goldstein, who's a well-known Buddhist teacher and scholar one of the co-founders of the Insight Meditation Society in Barrie, Massachusetts. His training is mostly in the Theravadan tradition, but the 12 link chain is the same regardless of which branch of Buddhism you may subscribe to. It is because of the mystery of birth age and death that Buddhas arise in the world. There is no realm of existence in which these realities do not exist. And it is the sole purpose of the Buddha's enlightenment to penetrate into their root causes. Perhaps the most profound part of the Buddha's teaching is the description of how this wheel of life, death, and rebirth continues rolling on. The insight into all the links of the chain of existence is expressed in what is called the law of dependent origination. There are 12 links in this law of dependent origination. The first two have to do with causes in the last life which condition birth in this one. The first of these links is ignorance. 
the Father. Ignorance means not knowing the truth, not understanding the Dharma, ignorance of the Four Noble Truths. When there's ignorance in the mind, feeling conditions desire. If there's something pleasant, we want it. Something unpleasant, we desire to get rid of it. But if instead of ignore ignorance in the mind, there's wisdom and awareness, then we experience feeling, but don't compulsively or habitually grasp or push away. If the feelings are pleasant, we experience them mindfully without clinging. If unpleasant, we experience them mindfully without condemning. No longer do feelings condition desire. Instead, there is mindfulness, detachment, letting go. When there's no desire, there's no grasping. And grasping here is just another word for greed, which Rinzai calls the mother. Without grasping, there's no volitional activity of becoming. If we're not generating that energy, there's no rebirth, no disease, no old age, no death. We become free, no longer driven on by ignorance and desire, our father and mother. The whole mass of suffering is brought to an end. So that's what Rinzai is talking about when he says, ignorance is the father and greed is the mother. And what he's talking about when he says, you must kill the father and slay the mother. Your one intense thought, searching in vain for its own source. Breath in, breath out, breath in, breath out. Your one intense thought, thought that is no thought. Searching in vain for its own source. Like a sound resounding in emptiness. Realizing there's nothing further to seek. This is called killing the father. The monk asked, what do you mean by mother? The master replied, greed is the mother. 
your one intense thought entering the world of desire, searching with greed and realizing that all dharmas are empty forms, thus relinquishing all attachments. This is called slaying the mother. This is essentially the practice. Your one intense thought, whether you sit for five minutes, 10 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, or like Gempo Roshi as Shinge Roshi told us yesterday, sitting for one full week without moving. However long your body is in Zazen position, however long your mind is focused on Mu or on your breath or on sound, searching for the source, searching for non-becoming, this one intense thought, however long this one intense thought lasts, this is enlightenment. This is killing the father and slaying the mother. I was reading from Joseph Goldstein just now, and he teaches in the Vipassana tradition. And in that tradition, they like to say small moments many times. This small moment of enlightenment, this one intense thought. Just repeated over and over and over and over. And yes, your mind wanders. And yes, you have pain. And yes, this and that. And you think that your zazen's no good. But this one intense thought, however long it lasts, is enough. And you repeat it. And this is our practice. killing the father and slaying the mother. Killing ignorance, slaying greed. Hmm. 
the monk asked, what do you mean by shedding the blood of the Buddha? The master replied, in the midst of pure Dharmadhatu, when you're unable to rouse a single thought and are in utter darkness wherever you go, this is called shedding the blood of the Buddha. This is a somewhat obscure line when you're in utter darkness wherever you go. I think what he means is simply no thought arises. And how is this shedding the blood of the Buddha? If you have an idea of Buddha, that idea will obstruct will obstruct your realization, will obstruct your actualization of just this. That's why Rinzai says, when you meet the Buddha, kill the Buddha. Shedding the blood of the Buddha getting rid of this idea that obstructs. These ideas also translate to vanquishing the three poisons. But that's just more Buddhist jargon that we don't have to get into just now. Kill the father, slay the mother, shed the blood of the Buddha. What do you mean by destroying the harmony of the Sangha? The master replied, when your single thought realizes that your delusions are after all empty and you rely upon nothing, this is called destroying the harmony of the Sangha. The delusions that we have, as I mentioned, there are various levels of delusions. We have our personal delusions. And then we also have 
the delusions that we adopt from social conventions, from society, from our nation. Those are essentially shared delusions. They're imaginary fictions that we carry about. And those fictions are what allow organizations to function, whether the organization is the office that you work in, the company that you work in, the religious organization in which you practice, or the country that you are a citizen of. Without our shared beliefs in imaginary structures, those organizations couldn't function. And we often cling to these imaginary beliefs with the idea that they are wonderful. Of course, one such imaginary belief in the time of Rinzai was that only men could teach monks. Only men could be Dharma teachers. Only men could lead an army. And not just in the time of Rinzai, Shinge Roshi is the very first female in our lineage to have the responsibility and privilege of training monks and nuns and lay people. A lineage that goes back over 2,500 years and here she is the very first. So the harmony of the Sangha, just as the strength and mobility of armies on D-Day are built on delusions, shared delusions, sometimes helpful delusions. But we should never lose track of the fact that they are delusions and subject to change. They are as impermanent as all other things, real or imaginary. And the way to get past these delusions
Rinzai says, when your single thought realizes that your delusions are after all empty and you rely upon nothing. This is called destroying the harmony of the Sangha. Just cutting off, cutting off all delusion, destroying the harmony of the Sangha. The monk asked, what do you mean by burning the sutras and the Buddha's image? And the master replied, when you realize that causation is empty, mind is empty, phenomena are empty. When your single thought is, to set, is set to cut off, transcendent, and you have nothing further to do, this is called burning the sutras and the Buddha's image. You fabricate illusions within the six senses fields and belittle yourself saying, I'm a bumpkin while he's a sage. Blind idiots. What are you rushing around for? Yapping like a wild jackal when you are a lion. Practice cutting off all such thoughts. To rely on nothing. Neither father, nor mother, nor Buddha, nor Sangha. In this moment of realization, there is no father, there is no mother, there is no Buddha, there is no Sangha. There is no Buddha image, there is no Sutra. Outside the moment of realization, such things are very important. Outside this moment of practice in which desire is gone and ignorance is gone and the Buddha is gone and we become intimate with emptiness. And in that moment, there is nothing. 
and we can feel the interconnection of all things. But lacking those moments, of course, your father, not Avidya, but your biological, social father, your mentor, your benefactor is of great importance. Your mother, your biological or social mother, the one who cares for you, the one who helps you to become who you are is very important. And of course, the Buddha, however you understand the Buddha, whether that is the historical Buddha or the transcendental Buddha, the Buddha that is in all things and in all people is very important. But to dig deeply into this emptiness, to get beyond all convention, to get beyond all delusion and shared imaginary phantoms. To dig deep this one intense thought, searching for the source. is so important, so vital, so central to our practice. Hakuin calls it cutting off your life at its root. Kill the father, slay the mother, draw blood from the body of the Buddha, destroy the harmony of the Sangha, commit the five heinous crimes. And then then you really have gone beyond foolish talk. Resolute students, you don't exhale resolutely. 
constantly seeking something outside. You don't believe what you already are. What you already are. Again, Hakuin in the Song of Zazen says, sentient beings are fundamentally all Buddhas. But you don't believe it. You quote worn out sayings from ancient worthies. You lean on yin and cling to yang unable to achieve anything by yourself. On meeting circumstances, you cling to them. On meeting dust, you're attached to it. You have no standard of judgment as you are saturated with doubts. Followers of the way don't accept this mountain monk's teaching. My statements have no foundation. They're like pictures, temporarily drawn on the empty sky. They are like painted figures. Rinzai over and over and over again, pushes his students to trust themselves. Their one intense thought digging, digging, digging. not relying on his words or the words of the sutras, certainly not on social conventions, shared delusions, Followers of the way don't consider Buddha to be the ultimate truth. In my view, it is like a shithole. Rinzai is always trying to shake his students awake. Sometimes he does it with his stick. Sometimes he does it by shouting. Sometimes he does it by deliberately choosing the most provocative language. Buddha is a shithole. Bodhisattvas and arhats are chains to bind people. Therefore, Manjushri tried to kill Gautama. Angulimala attempted to slay Shakyamuni. 
followers of the way, there is no Buddha to attain. Just give up these ideas. Sit and sit and sit with unwavering determination and unwavering conviction, trust. Trust that there is no Buddha outside of this one intense thought, this one intense digging. If you're going to find Buddha, you will find it there. Not on the altar, not in my words, not in Rinzai's words. Just there. And to carry that intense searching with you throughout your day, throughout your activity, attaching to nothing, If you seek Buddha, you will lose Buddha. Truly there is nothing to seek. You have it already. But... your father, ignorance, your mother, greed, that shithole Buddha may just keep you from realizing it. So cut through. If you seek the patriarch, you will lose the patriarch. Virtuous monks make no mistake. I don't care whether you understand the sutras and their commentaries. I'm not interested in whether you are a king or a minister of the government. No matter what words you use, no matter how many big ideas you have, no matter what your social position is, no matter what power you have over individuals, over economies, no matter how big your bank account, no matter how pretty your girlfriend or your boyfriend, 
there's just this. I only want you to have genuine insight. I only want you to have genuine insight. Followers of the way, even if you have clear understanding of 100 sutras and their commentaries, you cannot beat a common monk who has no artificial concerns. When you're hungry, eat. When you're tired, sleep. Fools laugh at me, but the wise understand. So session is almost over. We have perhaps an hour left to continue digging. You may feel at this point that it's time to rest. But please continue searching with one intense thought. Not to find anything, but to find nothing. Not to gain anything, but to lose everything. Take good care of yourself because no one can do it for you. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org donate. Thank you for listening.